This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, New York joins California in the general lockdown, which means it's coming everywhere. The idea that there is any independence at any level of government, vertically or horizontally, is a fantasy. It's coming, and you if you ha- still have time, you should prepare. Yes. You ready, Binkley? <laughs> I guess. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. I've got some toilet paper, paper towels, some canned food. I think I'm good for a little while. Hopefully it won't last too long. I am interested to know what everybody who has been put out from work, who is in lockdown, or who's just staying home to social distance on their own, how you're adjusting to it, how you're adjusting to working from home, how it's affecting your just your everyday lifestyle. Tweet at us at, at Freedom Act Radio and at Monica Press Show, or is it The Monica Press Show? At Monica Press At Show. Monica Press Show, that's what I thought. And let us know how you're handling it, and let us know some ideas to get through it. I'd love to hear from you guys. Well, I know a lot of people in California, and it's starting to, I think it was started in San Francisco there, so I told you a couple of days ago, my friend from San Francisco is like, what should I watch on TV? But she has no kids. So if you have a house full of kids, you have a, a you know, people are still working from home. Your internet is definitely going to slow down. I can tell you that. Yeah. And in thinking about provisioning, I was kind of thinking about normal supplies, but you actually have to think of the fact that everybody's home all the time. You don't realize people eat lunch out, you know, they eat at school and everything. So you're really going to greatly increase your consumption if you continue like your normal calories and stuff. Yeah. And I will tell you, ladies, especially you blondies out there, this might be the last time to get your roots done. So That's you want to get out there point. today. That's not an essential <laughs> business. And it I've always on, yeah. thought that. I was like, never get addicted to something cosmetically that could go down when the grid goes down. You know, like if you really are committed to whatever, you better be ready to take care of that yourself. That's great advice you're getting right here on Drive Time News. <laughs> Hey man, you don't know. It's this is the uh it's the true, division though. between the sexes. You they know? said that going to Our get secret. your eyes checked, getting your contact lenses, that is not yeah. an essential function. Oh, You'll shoot. have to redo those appointments. But you know what is an essential function? What? GameStop. I saw the GameStop thing. GameStop is taking a stand because they are recommended by schools to use the Xbox, right? Or the PlayStation to do school online. Oh, I didn't see. I actually read a couple of articles on it, but I guess I missed that. I just was focused on the fact that they were taking their st- a stand and petitioning yeah. to be considered essential. Yeah, I think that they're going to have an argument for that because the schools, some of the schools around here anyway, have told parents that kids can connect via their Xbox and can do their school. Online. I was thinking that if every one of your kids and both of the parents don't have their own computer or laptop, I mean, the kids have to do this stuff simultaneously. Yep. I, most, and, I know some people who are in that situation. Yeah. And I thought, I wondered about the, um, the idea that they, that it was like a mental health accommodation that you really could not deprive kids of their electronics in a time of high stress. Yeah, it's going to be an order where they have, they're required to have screen time. But think of all the behavior. Like kids, I can, I think this society is totally unnatural for the human animal. Yeah. So kids are on, like, have you read the articles from, 
kids are on have like unprecedented levels of anxiety. High schoolers on Prozac. Every elementary school boy basically is on ADHD medicine. And I, I encourage, I would encourage people, and I hope that they're just doing it automatically. Maybe this is an opportunity where you can give your kids like a behavior, a break from behavior pharmacology. So you can just put it on me if they want to run around and, and wiggle their feet and snap their fingers and whatever, like whatever they, whatever it is they're doing that you makes the teachers tell you to drug them. It doesn't matter if they're just sitting in their room and streaming the laptop, give them a break, give their little livers time to heal. Yeah, that we've cleared the toxins out of some of the air around the world. Maybe we can clear the toxins uh, my husband out of our mind. Looked out the window this morning. He's like, mm, "Hate to break it to you, honey." Still there. <laughs> There's a chemtrail. He's like, "But it's just a little one." I said, "I don't even think little ones are now. I think I don't even think airplanes make little ones anymore. Like even the little ones, I think, yeah, it's just something different." Yeah, no tiny chemtrails anymore. They're all. Ugh. They're all. A lot of people point. have sent me pictures of their chemtrails. So it's really <laughs> like the. It was. It was not not worth it. I would never make a decision to cause a lot of other people pain. Like I, I was remembering and tweeting with somebody about when the Indonesian tsunami happened. The, almost three hundred thousand people were killed, and some like jerk tourist jogger on the beach said, "Well." The beaches haven't been this clean in years. Yeah. It's like, I literally like feel like throwing up. So obviously I'm not saying I want to cause pain and suffering, but for me personally, the pain and suffering that I am experiencing and will definitely get worse as the lockdowns roll out, it, for me personally, it's worth it just to have a break from the spring. For me yeah. personally, I wouldn't impose it on anybody else, like a choice like that. But so when my husband roll that he like robbed me of my last gleam of hope but how they can continue it with when air when flights shut down completely i guess maybe they'll do it in the middle of the night i don't know i guess so i'm picturing those you know those like in kids rooms they'll have the stars on the sky you can make it look yes like, yes my kids I'm, have those i'm picturing one of those except it's laced with chemtrails in the bedroom oh it just and then it just like it gets all fogged out like the chemtrails stretch and spread spread across little the government sky. plane flies through it every now and then yeah it's very sad so, <laughs> i should do that i should stick a little yeah. military like a little black helicopter up there then kids like i'm like mom what happened <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny they should come with those little yeah. drones and satellites and stuff yeah i'd get one <laughs> in like the that. kit <laughs> so the gamestop thing is interesting i, I want to see how that plays out i think they do have a legitimate case because schools are citing them however this could be one of those instances where we have a company that's well known that's popular that takes a stand and then gets shut down just as a mm -hmm. signal to all the other nailing a squirrel on the wall it's like you've been saying tree, yeah. yeah yes and i i noticed that there was a, a few other examples like that and i i think sometimes examples put themselves out there to be made examples and i think other times it just happens but I coined a hashtag, free will shaming, free will shaving, uh, shaming. And it should probably also be free speech shaming because there was some, I don't know if it was an Olympiad, a young gal, <clears throat> I forget who it was, but she said, hey, don't panic. Like she made a joke of opening the doorknob with her foot and she got completely shamed for taking coronavirus lightly. And then I saw yeah. CNN was like... Uh, was it Hillary Duff? One of those people. CNN wrote an article and it quoted whoever it was 
<clears throat> some actress saying, you go home a-holes who are out there having a good time partying, going to bars. What the F is wrong with you? So people who yeah. you know, like millennials are just pariahs because they're in a low risk category. So they are selfishly blah, blah. And I, it's just, if you exercise your free will and, and I don't even think it's like, I think society will do it. Like real peers, people, the population will pressure you. There's such idiotic lemming sheep. But I think a lot of it comes from what you were talking about last week about influencers modeling, yeah, setting the tone and telling you how you should be thinking about this. And then you've got all the morons who yeah. bobblehead it right back at them. Who go along with it. And that's why they go to these influencers too. And believe it and yeah. actually get pissed off at it. You know, I really take this, I've been immersed in stupidity for years now. And like, I don't really get mad. I really kind of love people at the bottom of it. And I just, you know, I, some people aren't that smart, you know, and they, I, I really kind of forgive them for being propagandized. Don't drink Clorox. Do not yeah, don't drink, drink Clorox. But I'm starting to get a little, at the end of my rope, which I suspect is going to spread to other people too. That's part Pat of Buchanan it. Pat Buchanan wrote a good see, article yeah, about that. Take people us to are a breaking point. Start rebellion. And I think they want to see the breaking point. I, I think too. they have to because this is the test, right? Does There's no, if yeah. nobody gets a hundred or if everybody gets a hundred on your test, it's not a test. Yeah. You have to, like no right. one should get a hundred on the test. You want to see where people break. And I'm starting to get annoyed because for, for people to absorb all of that propaganda, BS, free will, shaming, and everything like that, and then get pissy about it and get, you know, I'm getting a little trolled. I'm like, oh, fuck yourself. I mean, sorry. <laughs> but I just I just find it like, just shut up and leave me alone. Like, why are you even here? I don't want you here. I'm not, I'm shadow banned. Like, some for some reason, somebody put my thing in your feed so that you would troll me, in my opinion. Interesting. We'll have to maybe go through some of those troll tweets. Maybe yeah, because I wasn't getting trolled for a long time. And I like after I got removed from WSB and I thought, well, they just don't think I'm a threat anymore. Yeah. But then when I put that thing out that compiled all of our coronavirus stuff, the website kept crashing. Like people kept going to it. I was sharing and everyone's like, we've been sharing that like crazy. I think maybe. And then somebody t tweeted at me last night. Have you heard about Event 201? And I was just like, hey, honey, <laughs> I wrote the book on Event 201. I was just kidding around. And she was just like, I'm sorry, but I just feel like people should know. And I said, yeah, good. Good for you. That's great. So yeah. I'm just like coming back around at me. But they're, it, they're going to like, so the first thing they did when I released that was WHO, like at the, by the end of the day, so I don't know exactly what the time was, did that thing that said, we did this pandemic exercise and here is what we learned. But shortly thereafter, including this morning and ever since then, every day, several articles I have read saying, oh, we have been warned for years about this. And they highlight this thing called crimson contagion. They're like, oh, there was a pandemic I, um, exercise in when Trump first took office and they're trying, it's, it's like a, it's a, diversion from the event to a one thing because it was a flu yeah it's a di they're saying that he they went out and they did a an event back in january and that january they, what year january of 2019 is what they're saying 
and that they tra- they did this simulation and it showed that the United States is very underprepared and all the stuff that we're seeing right now and now they're using that as a reason to say that it's Trump administration's fault and of course they don't at all mention event 201 in any of that so it's just it's propaganda from all the stuff you were saying before that I have a checklist of responses okay let's get back to that let me just say one thing the LA Times put out an article that basically went through 15 years of warnings from Obama to Bush to Trump, all this stuff that was like, we we knew there were holes in pandemic response, blah, blah, blah. Comprehensive article. Not one mention of Event 201. I know, not one mention of it. I looked at a bunch of articles about this too. Not, not one, one mention of it. So that's and, unbelievable. And it, Event 201's goal is to vet holes in pandemic responsiveness. So what I'm going to continue our series where every day I read... One more paragraph from the call to action, so we can do that at the end of the podcast. But you will hear for yourself what Event 201 really sounds like and all that other stuff is a distraction. Yeah, and Event 201 actually is mirroring what's going on. And they're (laughs) saying that this other one is just like what's going on. No. And it's not near as close. Because it's a flu. And somebody just sent me a tweet that that went a little deeper on the Event 201 materials that Event 201 even originated with a bat. And then it went to a pig, and then it went to a human. The, this That was the one thing that I was like, well, this one started with a pig, ours started with a bat. It's like, no, they both started with bats. I think that's the nature of the coronavirus, though. Did it come from All right, bats? so bring it back. Bring it back. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. You were talking about kids and being at home and spring breakers and millennials. There's this conversation now about millennials versus boomers and when are they going to when are they going to stop and go stay at home like they're supposed to and they've been reporting stories about people under 40 are the most hospitalized better be scared be warned yeah under? they're the most hospitalized because they're going to the hospital because they're Who? freaked out there's oh, all these reports that are kids. saying that people under 40 are being hospitalized in high numbers and that is a product of stirring up fear they're right. not saying that they're all sick or that they're all dying they're just saying that they're at the hospital, more of them. So they're using Which is that. the stupidest thing to do because actually, That's unless you, you actually need a respirator or IV fluids, I believe there is nothing they can do for a, a virus. Yeah, they send you home if you're well. They tell you if you don't meet the criteria that you just need to go home and shelter in place and they won't take you to the hospital if you're not, you know, whatever they're, I don't know what their criteria are. But I also think that next week we're going to see even more of an explosion or a second wave here in the United States when all the spring breakers go home to their different areas and they're going to be blamed. Spring <laughs> yeah, break disperse. is going to be blamed. Yeah, yeah they, they incubate, then disperse. That's the pattern. And as predicted, they're talking about these like amazing spikes in positives overnight. And it's like, well, because there's an amazing spike of testing Absolutely. Overnight, the night before. Of course, yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like six times the amount of positives. Like, <gasps> and how many times the amount of tests? It's, <laughs> you know? This is straight from How to Lie with Statistics. They're not comparing yes, it yes. to the other types of right. flus and whatever, right. or other pandemics. They're right. just giving you straight numbers that are alarming, and they're saying them in a dramatic way. And the breaking point we were talking about, people being quarantined and them talking about how this is war, we are at war. We hear that every, that's a theme. We are at war. So we're being conditioned to live in wartime conditions. I think Event that's a- 201, that was the first tweet that got suppressed. I, I quoted two people at Event 201 saying we need to be on a war footing and juxtaposed that to the latest New York Times headline. Yeah. That was the tweet that you saw that said, this tweeter takes took this down, which I didn't. Yeah, and I think these conditions of staying at home and not going places and the roads being empty, 
I think this is what a future war might look like. I think this is a type of behavior they might want us to engage in. Explain. If, we, if we're at war with a China or whoever, Russia. You know, Russia. Let's say Russia. Yeah. Then they're probably going to want people to stay in. They're probably going to be military manning the streets. There's probably going to be helicopters overrunning the sky, and they're probably oh, going to be yeah. demanding Shelter papers in place. and stuff. Yeah. You're saying that whole concept yeah. with that emerged with the Boston Marathon bombing. Yep. I remember, of course, anytime Extended they come up with something new yeah. is like obviously the introducing that into the lexicon, yeah. you know, the vernacular. And that is is something they want us to to have a new normal. Maybe yeah, they'll do drills it. like that. Maybe yeah. they'll do drill like forever after that. The way the TSA could is be in the right. airports, Absolutely. shelter in place really, drills. Yeah. Like that we Go got under the desk at school. Yeah. This could be a shelter in place drill that comes cool. in like, the future. You know, getting under the desk protects you from a nuclear bomb. Of course, desks are really, really good that they use in school. High quality desk. And Athens, Georgia. Speaking of shelter in place, it's coming to Georgia because Athens, Georgia has sheltered in place. It was voluntarily first. Now it's in order, and they can leave for essential purposes again. And it goes through April seventh, which is still a long time to shelter in place. And they say the city is not going to be enforcing the policy by issuing fines or arresting violators, but that they will be enforcing it with, quote, engagement and guidance. Oh, my gosh. Pressure. Yeah, whatever that means. Free will shaming. Sit them in a room. Are you <laughs> going to stay shaming. in your house? You understand? <laughs> Are we going to put you in that old folks home? Yeah, I've been stopped by cops. You know, when you get when you have an interaction with a cop, it's not like they're going to be like, hey, we just want to educate you. They're just like they start asking you questions and you have to know what your rights are. If right. You're gonna not yeah, they're not going to educate you. They're trying to bait you and trick you. Exactly. Um, and also Athens is one of, I think, four. It's going to be one of four spots where we have the drive through testing in, in Georgia. And here's the instructions. There's a quick, brief little instructions on the drive through coronavirus testing. You can only go get tested if you meet the requirements. That's the first part of it. And the person that, who drives you has to be non-symptomatic. And you have to sit behind the driver on the driver's side of the car in order to expedite collection of the specimen. That's how it's written. It's kind that of, is weird. That sounds horrifying. Ugh. Can they do it at the same time that you go to drive through confession? Like on one side is the blindfolded priest See, and on the other side is a swab-wielding nurse? That is part of, you know, they can have a, a triangle <laughs> effect going on there. They have the like drive-thru peep show, the strip club, <laughs> the peep show. Then you go through to the confessional. <laughs> to confession. Then you go, get, you go get coronavirus checked right after that. Completes the cycle. Right. And they throw in like a herpes check just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, get a little bit extra <laughs> benefits. Not like you That's can touch funny. anybody. You're supposed to stay six feet away from people, even if you're in your home is what they're recommending, which is really crazy. Ridiculous. And it's not. It's just doesn't make sense. South Fulton County has enforced a curfew. Nine, it's 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. Because coronavirus comes out at night when people get together, when young <laughs> people go to bars and spreads because they're all asymptomatic. This is crazy. There's an they're all a-holes. Yeah, they're all a-holes right. for getting out there and ignoring. So... The spread of the shutdown is coming to Atlanta very much. Yeah. I got, I, I tweeted an article, which I read pretty quickly. I'd have to go back to see if I really fully sport it, but I just, I liked the tone of it. And I think I found it at Lou Rockwell. It's offguardian.org. I don't know anything about it. Cat Black. It says oh, panic yeah. pandemic. Oh, you know who Cat Black is? No, I read that. The one you tweeted, Black I read Cat. that. 
Cat Black. Black I don't know who that is. Sounds like a pseudonym. (laughs) A nom de plume, if you will. A panic pandemic. Why are people who should know better buying the COVID-19 hype? Exaggerated or invented, the true danger COVID-19 poses is shutting down our sense of reason. And then she goes through, like, the questionable science of it all, which I totally think, like... The science is unanalyzable. They they are saying that the stuff is faulty. The samples aren't random. You cannot analyze it. And I would throw out all of the of the conclusions. Like I really, we're not going to see it, but I absolutely would love to see nine eleven type hearings, which were a complete whitewash, but maybe like good ones or even a, a start saying, okay, what were the laws that you were relying on? And my guess is they have those laws. And what were the facts that you were basing your decisions on? And were those facts verifiable in evidence? Were they analyzed correctly? Like there should be some accountability for all these people in lockstep, the mayors, the governors, the presidents, everybody in lockstep. Hmm? Their answer to that challenge, Sanjay Gupta. That's not acceptable. Every night he does a town hall on CNN but to answer our Here's the questions. thing that, that is the tell. is it, It's one of two things. One is, I, well, first of all, they're all in lockstep. There's no question. They're all in lockstep. So are they doing that because the way, for example, as a parallel kind of thing, medical malpractice, you're not liable for doing the wrong thing or for following your, you know, you're you're more liable for following your conscience than you are for following the recommendations. So if they know, if they've been told or assured, and I think that's how it has to have been, they've been assured that they will be protected if they do what everyone else is doing, that they, if they don't stick their neck out or anything, they won't be liable to any kind of accountability, which would which would just make numerical sense because you can't probably prosecute every single lawmaker in the country. It's only the one who didn't do what everybody else does who is going to have to answer. But yeah. okay, whether it's the system as it's set up or if it's some pressure from on high, it doesn't matter. This is not a representative democracy, republic. Anything you think about voting is... It doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I have a recommendation for people if they want to see how a pressure campaign like this might be, a a mass scale pressure campaign might be enforced. The book, How We Advertised America, which is the story of the Committee on Public Information, the first propaganda organization in the United States that helped get us into World War I. Very similar type, at least the way that I'm seeing it and the way it unfolds in that book. Very similar type of pressure threats, non-threat, but threats, you know, I'm not explicitly threatening you, but this is clearly a threat type stuff. Read that book. And I think there's going to be a lot of parallels you might see. I believe it. I mean, this is the, it's anyone whose eyes are open. It's obvious what's happening. I mean, it's obvious. You just, if you just, this is what I say about the bill of rights, compare the policies they're asking you to the bill of rights, compare what they're saying to, that's why I like the name of that article. Like why it's destroy, it's shutting down our sense of reason, but there are actual policy things happening. It's pretty crazy. They delayed tax day. The, the, there's so three so far three stimulus bills fiscal stimulus bills in the work the first one was just about medical supplies it was like eight billion dollars the second one which was signed this week families first 
Coronavirus Response Act. It's not crystal clear what the cost of that is. The estimated cost is like 184 billion to 350 billion if it gets expanded. But the question is to me, is that born by the taxpayer or is it born by the private sector? Because what it requires is uh, for example, paid leave. So if you are an employee and you have to take care of someone with COVID or you have it, then small businesses have to continue to pay you, which is, or any businesses, but small businesses will really suffer from that. I wonder if that is suspended, if there is a lockdown. Yeah. So I, that if everybody has to stay home, do these guys have to keep paying? I mean, it, this is so regressive. The business and, will close. You can only do that for so long. I mean, that's crazy. Well, that's what they want, though. It's just like losing your house in 2008. Everybody lost their houses. Even I. I mean, I really, it was devastating to me. Yeah. I lost absolutely everything I put into it. So... Uh, the one that's coming, though, the trillion dollar one has 500 billion in in just UBI, universal basic income. But the monetary stuff, somebody was telling me the fractional reserve went, percentage went down to 3%. I thought it was like 5%, 3%. I mean, it's just they put trillions into the repo market. Uh, it's it, it's infinite. The The expansion of the money supply is potentially... Uh, unlimited, let's say. It's it's really crazy. I don't know what to make of it. And what are people even going to spend it on? Well, right. That's the, that is the point I made yesterday. They are flooding the market with unprecedented monetary and fiscal stimulus simultaneously in a short amount of time at the same time that they have suspended commerce. They also suspended loan payments they, I think Trump said no evictions till the end of April. I don't know if he can do that. I, I don't know if he's just talking about the government. They pushed back the collection of taxes. So I estimated it would be a $2 trillion deficit just based on the extra spending. I forgot to include the fact that two months of tax revenue will be lost. So I think the last time I looked, there's like seven or $8 trillion of taxes collected in the whole country. I think only a couple of trillion are income taxes, but still, I mean, you're taking, what is it, uh, a fifth, you know, 20%, 18% off the top of income tax revenue anyway? Yeah, I think Bank of America today said that this they called it a recession for the first time. Well, it's you can't really obviously it's gonna be a recession, but a recession is technically two down GDP quarters. So GDP has to, you can't call, it can't actually be in evidence as a recession, I don't think, until you have six months worth of data. Yeah. So it's clear that it's going to be a recession. That's why when Mnuchin said it wasn't going to be a recession, I was like, I tweeted, it was mathematically impossible not to be a recession, but will it be a depression? How do you define that? I don't know if depression is something that has a definition. But I, I imagine that it's just like Event 201 said, that the economic devastation and societal impact will last for a decade or more. That's, the, that's one of the goals, a major long-lasting impact, definitely. Something you said earlier about the information in the media, YouTube sent an important notice when you log on to YouTube and you go to your channel, is COVID-19 notices now show up at the top. And one of them says, due to COVID-19, we will conduct fewer human reviews to protect the health of our extended workforce. Unfortunately, 
As a result, we may remove content that does not violate our community guidelines. What an easy I way think, to get yeah. rid of anything that challenges the narrative. Absolutely. I uh, I just did a podcast with Status Quo last night. Hopefully it's out. And he read that same thing to me. Oh, really? I, yeah. And I, I'll tell you, I was looking for a tweet by like, dinosaurs are fake. I forget what the actual Twitter handle is, but I just love him. He's funny. And he makes t-shirts that say dinosaurs are fake. And I love him. So I was trying to find him because we're going to, we're going to launch a subscription service next week. So I've got to, I want to make some merch to welcome memberships, members. And I thought I'd ask him since he makes such cool stuff. And he wrote, he was like, yeah, he got taken off of Twitter for making a joke about coronavirus. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the joke? He said it was in bad taste. It had something to do with eating his dog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I see. <laughs> he should have. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm glad he didn't tell me what it was because then I'd be forced to read it to you. <laughs> The health services guy who does the press conference with Trump every morning. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his role. The attorney, not the attorney general, the surgeon general. He yes, has the surgeon issued general. a call. Do what? The surgeon general? Yeah. Is the, that, sur- the head doctor? The head guy. Yeah. yeah not yeah. Bill Barr. That, no, no, not Bill Barr. He's the one who kills people. Yeah, the surgeon well, this guy, general I don't know what also he, probably kills people, maybe. but he's not supposed to. <laughs> he has put out a call for blood donations, people to come donate blood. I didn't see the specifics as to why. Maybe there's a good reason. I don't know. I just recall last week we brought in the crisis communication strategy that this guy, Sandman, who is the crisis communicator go-to guy, is talking about you need to give people in crisis time something to do so that they don't get depressed and demoralized and they remain vigilant and you are able to basically mobilize them in certain directions. So enough fear to mobilize them. And And you've always said that that when you – You've, I think you've said this, and I've definitely heard it before. Getting someone to do an act in the service of something recommits them. It does. It commits them psychologically, and it gives them a purpose. And he mentions the example. He says, now it might feel unethical to give people something to do just for no reason or something that they could, could even harm them, basically. But it's what you have to do to get people to to be able to be mobilized when there is a crisis moment. And then he gives the example, for example, 9-11, when all those people came and donated blood after the towers fell, they didn't know that the blood was never used, it wasn't needed, and was all thrown away afterwards. I remember at that time thinking... They definitely can't use the blood. All those people are dead. That's yeah. just ridiculous. It, and and people did story, it anyway. I don't yeah. know. Maybe blood is useful in the circumstance because we don't really know. Well, it's always good to have. There's, they probably always kind of run a shortage of blood, but that was maybe that that's was what really it is. Crazy. Maybe it's been a shortage because people aren't donating anymore because they're staying home. And perhaps- well, in the places where they lock down, which are now really, really big places like California and yeah. New York, I don't think they can. And isn't it interesting how? I mean, I am not defending one party over another. Trump is ushering in the greatest socialist policy. It's almost like, like. Um, what was neo socialist to do UBI, you know, to do universal basic income? He's ushering this in. Hashtag it will take a Republican. But by the same token, the totalitarian dictatorships, which arrested every single solitary person, 
in their own homes for doing nothing came out of Democrat-run states. I mean, this is where what everything you hear about communism, fascism, whatever, they kind of reserve the right to own you. And that's where we are. It's cute. It's it's like Prozac-y and they give out stuff to animals, but it doesn't mean that we're not a hundred percent under the boot. Yes. And it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes in the next few weeks and the lasting impact that it has. I think one thing it's definitely gonna help is we've talked about the technocracy and how it's gonna implement some of that. And I, I think- still have a couple of things. Oh, sorry. That one is the I wanted to read the event to a one thing. And the shareholders, like the guy, people selling shares. Do we have a second for that or not? Okay. So the I was looking into if people were selling a lot of shares before the market crashed. And I noticed that there were a lot of shares sold in February, like a Carnival Cruise I was looking at. That was a good one because I think they're in on it and their stock declined by like 80%. And... um. So I did, but I also looked, and last February they also sold. So when I'm hearing this stuff about congressmen, senators, and stuff selling, it was just, it's just getting too much publicity. I have to think that this is not like a scandal that's been pulled aside. It's ever since 2012 when they passed the law against this stuff, it would be hard to cover that up. Kelly Leffler, for example, said that she didn't even know the stuff was being sold, and I kind of believe that. So I wouldn't necessarily think that's a, uh, that's going to, come back to haunt anyone and it's probably a diversion from what what the bigger picture is i don't know who's really getting the call on that those guys had the cash already i think i think a lot of people had dry powder because prices were too high they just stopped buying the stock so who knows but can i uh, i want to read this event to a one thing burr yeah what about burr he said he admitted that he chose to right, 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 chose right. to sell the stocks and there's a recording of him talking about how bad coronavirus is going to be before he sold the stocks. He was telling it in like a private campaign. Yeah, that's right. Or like that, that is so, a little sus, yeah. as my daughter would say. <laughs> but I just, stuff that gets to that kind of, like the impeachment thing, and it was like, oh, it was a quid pro quo. It's like, really? Because Biden just like, embe- might potentially have embezzled like a billion dollars from the IMF, but this dumb phone call is what's getting all the press. Like, I just, I wonder. It's like Crimson Contagion, not Eventua One. <laughs> what is really, what's the real story? All right, so here's the Event 201 thing. The Event 201 pandemic exercise conducted on October 18th, 2019, vividly demonstrated a number of the important gaps in pandemic preparedness, as well as some of the elements of the solutions between the public and private sectors that will be needed to fill them. So this whole thing is about public-private partnership, which is fascism, about exposing the gaps in pandemic preparedness so that all these policies can be put in place. So you're seeing articles like that all day, yesterday, today, and nobody's mentioning Event 201. It says <laughs> the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, the World Economic Forum, and Bill and Linda Gates Foundation jointly propose the following. This is number one. We'll get to the rest other days. Governments, international organizations, and businesses should plan now for how essential corporate capabilities will be utilized during a large-scale pandemic. During a severe pandemic, public sector efforts to control the outbreak are likely to become overwhelmed. Check. But industry assets, if swiftly and appropriately deployed, could help to save lives and reduce economic losses. For instance, companies with operations focused on logistics, social media, or distribution systems will be needed to enable government's emergency response, risk communications, and media countermeasures, distribution uh, risk communication 
and medical countermeasure distribution efforts during a pandemic. This includes working together to ensure that strategic commodities are available and accessible for public health response. Sounds like the Defense Production Act that Trump invoked yesterday. Contingency planning for a potential operational partnership between government and business will be complex with many legal and organizational details to be addressed. Yes, they are forced to contract with the government. That's the legal aspect of it. Governments should work now to identify the most critical areas of need and reach out to industry players with the goal of finalizing agreements in advance of the next large pandemic. Check. The Global Preparedness Monitoring Board would be well positioned to help monitor and contribute to the efforts that governments, international organizations, and businesses should take for pandemic preparedness and response. So that's probably a supranational, quasi-governmental, or global governance influencer. Like when the CFR wrote how in order to coordinate the laws in the North American Union, we needed to establish something like the Bilderberger Group to guide legislation. Yeah. I've Which heard is them totally talk about, unconstitutional. Yeah. They've been talking about something like that, needing something like that in the news. Oh, they have? Yeah. Yeah, I know it's really exhausting to listen to something being read, but it's so important, I think, to just kind of take it paragraph by paragraph so people understand. This stuff was from October 2019. I can't actually, I'd have to read the entire newspaper to you every day and just like to for you to understand every single element of it was covered by this extremely thorough yeah. <laughs> blueprint. Yeah, I liked your tweet about how the the simulation to focus on is event 201 not crimson contagion yeah, or the crimson other con. ones crimson contagion yes. yeah yeah crimson con that's yeah that's <laughs> the corona con. con you guys can find your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m on the propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcast feed have a good weekend keep your hands clean and stay safe we will talk to you next week